Now we're going to uh, look at the self-control, the part two of the self-control, which we began two weeks ago. Hallelujah. And uh, in the part one, I think uh, you, you still have the, the caption, the, uh, the first, yeah, that one, that's one, that's the one I'm looking for, that's right. So in the part two, we said, I said the self-control, you got, you got to stop, think, stop what you're about to say or do and think about your choices and what, do what will please God. And I think in the part one, we talk a, a lot about stop what you're about to do. And I said, we'll do what we're about to say. This <coughs> there was uh, uh, one part of the stop what you're about to do that we didn't do. They said, we'll, 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 we'll look at that one, and then, and then uh, we go on the stop what you're about to say. Hallelujah. Praise the living God. So the part one, we talk about... Uh, <coughs> Things like uh, uh, reaction in the face of provocation, and we look at anger, and we look at behaviors in the face of seduction or sexual immorality, and behaviors in the face of excesses like indulgence, temperance, like that. And then <laughs> we all look at the scriptures, and all of them, there were scriptures pointing to self-control. And we said self-control it got it got that name because most of the things are emotional which you cannot eliminate completely why you can eliminate that I, and i said why well, you can say say stop murdering it didn't say se stop do self control in murdering <laughs> or reduce murdering <laughs> you understand or things like that but when it comes to things regarding emotions they are in us it's very difficult to eliminate completely Anger, like I said, at best, you can do righteous anger. So the Bible tells us to control or discipline ourselves so that we do not fall into sin. Now, one of the uh, things that uh, I need to cover before we go to the area of uh, what to say is, uh, I said, self-control in dressing, dressing. The Bible tells us of moderation. I think we all know that. Moderation. So I'm going to read two scriptures. And I will expand on that. First Timothy chapter 2 verse 9 to 10. First Timothy chapter 2 verse 9 to 10. <clears throat> Here... You know, when you hear Timothy, you think it's Timothy who's writing. It's not Timothy who's writing. It's Paul who's writing to his protege, Timothy, <coughs> about the church. You know, and we know from uh, scripture that Timothy was a little bit timid, and Paul was encouraging him all the time. <coughs> now, he said, likewise, I want women to adorn themselves modestly and appropriately and discreetly. These are the words that are coming out from the amplifier, and that's what I'm going to stand on. In proper clothing, not with elaborately braided hair and gold or pears or expensive clothes, but instead adorned by good deeds, helping others as it is proper for women who prefers to worship God. 
Hallelujah. So the 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 the, 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 the uh, what you call the qualification there, the adjective was there was on was the, uh, discreetly and what appropriately. Now let's look at uh, the other apostle. This is Apostle Peter, and I said when he comes to self-control, both apostle. Uh, this is uh, Paul, Apostle Paul. Let's look at Apostle Peter. Both two big apostles were writing almost the same thing, almost the same thing on it. Let's see what Apostle. Uh, the apostle, apostle Peter also say. So we look at First Peter, chapter three, verse three and four, and you see that it's like almost the same. It's like carbon copy. Did they did, did they confer or what? <laughs> First Peter, chapter three, and we we'll read three to four. He said, "Your adornment must not be mere external with interweaving and elaborate knotting of the hair." And wearing gold jewelry or being superficially preoccupied with dressing in expensive clothes. But let it be the inner beauty of the hidden person of the heart, with an imperishable quality and unfading charm of gentle and peaceful spirit. One that is calm and self-controlled, not over anxious, but serene and spiritually mature, which is very precious in the sight of God. Hallelujah. And these are the two major apostles. And they're all saying the same thing. Now, and I check, and what <coughs> Webster was saying that apparently, in those days, the Roman, the women in the Roman era were, you know, you know how the Romans were. They were leading, I mean, they were controlling the whole world that, that, that time. And, and they were rich. <coughs> and the women of that day were captivated by the latest fashion. And they were competing with each other. And that thing was coming into the church. And they needed to address it. That's why they were addressing it. So if you notice, the addressing was the word, women. Rather than men. And I've written it naturally, women want to be glamorous. Naturally, women want to glamorous. And we appreciate that. Amen. I will come to that. We appreciate that. Yes. Naturally. We all know, I don't know, <laughs> in, in, in my house, long time ago, it has happened. And I know some of you men in your house. 15 minutes I have finished bathing. 15 minutes I have dressed. <laughs> and I'm coming to, <laughs> and, I, and, I, and I come down. And I put a tele on. <laughs> and I say, Where are you people? <laughs> and, <laughs> and you know, I have seen somebody wear a dress, and then he come down and said, Let us change. <laughs> And I've done all this 13 minutes. Somebody will do it one and a half hours. <laughs> That's women. We appreciate them. Hallelujah. That they want to be glamorous. But listen to the quote that Webster say. He said, Grammar is something a person can put on and take off. But beauty is always present. 
Grammar is artificial. True beauty is real and external. So grammar is artificial. Uh, sorry, grammar is artificial and external. Sorry, true beauty is real and internal. Grammar is corruptible. It decays and fades, especially when our women are aging. <laughs> sorry, oh. But true beauty is from the heart. Grows more wonderful as the year passes by. That's what we want to see our women. We want to appreciate them when the years pass by and the beauty is still there. The beauty internal. Hallelujah. And as put here, of course we do not want our wives, mothers, aunties, and daughters and nieces to dress like the old uh, deeper life Christians. We don't want them. <laughs> they, they are changing. They are changing now. They are changing. We don't want them to dress like that. When all the uh, long dress up to here, <laughs> and they put some scarf there to show that they are Christian. That's not, <laughs> no. We don't want them like that. We don't want our wives and our aunties and our daughters to be like that. We want them to appear nice, modestly. But it shouldn't take all day, all the time. It can't be. It's, it shouldn't. It shouldn't. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> now, so let's come to the word that they use discreetly and appropriately. Now, I check. And this means, discreetly and appropriately means you cover up. I don't reveal too much of the flesh. Decent. Don't reveal too much of the flesh. And decent dressing. Not with all the pears and all those things like that. Why? Because they are attractive and they are what? They will cause somebody to look, to distract. That's the whole, whole thing. They will cause somebody to look and distract. I've heard somebody say some time ago that. <laughs> he said, you don't look then. Somebody said, you don't look dick and you don't look then. I beg your pardon. <laughs> How is it possible that I won't look? How? You tell me. Unless you do something. You don't you do me something. <laughs> How is it possible that? You do me a something, then you won't look. It's not possible. Yeah, at best, what I can do is, I, exactly, I'll take my eyes away and look and look away. But then even you have turned your eyes away, you are looking in the heart. You are looking in the heart. It's natural, my brother. It's natural. You are looking in the heart. When they say, hallelujah, I say, hallelujah. What is this woman wearing? Ah, ah. <laughs> you have distracted somebody. So it's better not to reveal too much of the flesh and also not too with appendages and all those things like that. Yeah, well, some people wear things that you see something flying there, something flying there. (laughs) 
Yeah. But this is not the place that we, we do the fashion. Now, I'll tell you a story. And this is a true story. Pastor Nunu told us. I don't know if some people remember. Long time ago. Pastor Nunu said, when, you know, he was, I think it was Liberia or Ceylon, one of the places. And when Pastor William went to, so he went to Ghana on the way back to here. So he went to a church. And this church, they have those long pews, like the Methodist and Anglican and all those chairs. Pews. And on the pews, you see that they have uh, that beam on top of the pew so that you can put your Bible or hymn book. Or, that's right. And then there was this woman in front of him, in the, in the first, in the pew in front of him. And this woman was wearing this African clothes, nice one, with a, with a blouse, you know, the African blouse, the one we call it Kaba in Ghana. Yeah. The shape they cut, they cut here, something like that, something like that. And when they are singing, and this woman, <laughs> as soon as he, she raises her hand, all the mangoes come out. <laughs> so they say, Hallelujah, and the mangoes are out. Hosanna, and then the mangoes are out. Shit, Pastor Nunu, what will you do? <laughs> <laughs> so Pastor Nunu being Pastor said, Oh my God, so I will have to do something so that I don't look at mammals. So Pastor Nunu put his head on the bench. On the, bench. <laughs> the next time Pastor Nunu heard, gentlemen, the church is finished. <laughs> He was completely gone <laughs> for the two hours or one and a half hours. He was gone. Because of that, he doesn't want to look at the woman mangoes. So who calls them? <laughs> so that's what Peter and Paul are educating us in the Bible. Decency. Discreetly. Not revering too much. Because if you say we don't look, it's impossible. We don't look with the eye, we can look with the heart. Praise the living God. And that is a distraction. Now let's turn our attention on having self-control on what you're about to say. So you pause and think of the choices. And take the one that will glorify God. Hallelujah. So let's look at the scripture in James chapter 1, verse 19 to 20. James 1, 19 to 20. And I'll read from the Amplifier. Understand this, my beloved brothers and sisters. Let everyone be quick to hear. That's why be a careful, thoughtful listener. Slow to speak and slow to what? Anger. My dear beloved, understand this. Everyone must be quick to hear, slow to speak, and slow to anger. And do you know why God gave us two ears and one mouth? <laughs> this is a joke. So we can listen more. Exactly. You listen for here and here. But you can speak less because this is half of it. So we listen more. 
and we speak less. We control what comes from our lips. Because you all know what the Bible says about the tongue. Very much. Proverbs 10, 19 says, He who controls his lips is wise. We need to control our responses to whatever we hear. And we won't commit many sins. If we are able to control our responses to whatever we hear, we won't commit many sins. And I'm coming to look at the areas that we need to control so that we do not commit sin. Or areas that we have to control the responses from whatever. We hear things all the time, but the responses so that we do not commit sin. We need to control so that we will refrain from cursing. Cursing. Cursing people. And, I, and as I was doing this cursing thing, even the thing that comes from my mouth is even family, closer family. When wife and, 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 and uh, what called her, and husband, they are having quarrel. Sometimes the thing that will come from their mouth, it could be a curse. Parents and children. That's another area that I notice. Parents and children. And these days, the way our children will speak to us, if you don't exercise self-control and you speak, it could be a curse. Because that's how God has designed it. You know, in the olden days, and this is true, Leviticus 29. Can you put that in the board for me? Leviticus 29. You can, you, you, as a parent, if you don't self control, you can also provoke the children to curse you or to save. And when they do that, in those in days, they will be killed. Leviticus 9. If anyone curses his father or mother, he must be put to what? Death. He has cursed his father or mother. His blood is on his own hands. The old in days. I know we are in, uh, what you call, uh, that's right. But God hasn't changed. That's why I say, if you want to, and the pastor always say, if you want to see the, uh, uh, how God was the power of God, look into the Old Testament, uh, Old Testament, and come and see the New Testament with the grace. Doesn't mean that those things have changed. It's the grace of God. So, if we always do that, and our children speak back to us, and, and there's a curse, it's a curse on them. They may not be stoned or dead by now, but they are what limiting their age uh, on this earth. That's what the Bible says. And we parents as well, we need to walk away from this. Walk away from that. We need to walk out because we are the adults. Responsibility is on us more. We need to walk away because everything that will proceed from our mouth to our children could be a curse or a blessing. So, refrain from cursing. James 3, 10, 12 also is talk about brothers, brothers and sisters. In the, in, in, in the, in the, let's look at that. James 3, 10 to, 10 to 12. Out of the same mouth come blessing and cursing. 
my brothers, this thing should not be this way. Does a spring pour out sweet and bitter water from the same opening? Does the spring water, the spa, does it bring good water and at the same time bring bitter water? No. So the way we speak to each other should be something that builds up. It should be something that cares. We should be building ourselves up. We shouldn't be cursing ourselves. We should be putting others down. Praise the living God. And all comes with the exercise of what? Self-control. The next one that I look is, is that exercise self-control the way you speak so that no uncute or unwholesome words come out of your mouth. Ephesians 4.29. Ephesians 4.29. Exercise self-control so that no uncute or unwholesome words come from your No rotten talk. Yes, in, in the Kimye said unwholesome talk should come from your mouth, but only what is good for building up someone in need in order to give grace to those who hear. Hallelujah. We should not speak words that are unwholesome to one another. The next one I look at responses to what you say is if you don't exercise control of what you say, you will judge wrongly. You will judge wrongly. And I think most of us have done it some, 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 some days past. You judge wrongly. Maybe because you have heard one side and you straight away you are judging. Or maybe you say, oh, it's Ajay. Ajay, I know he will do it. <laughs> maybe this time it's not me. You exercise control and hear both sides. You exercise control and use wisdom. You exercise control. You can even say, I will sleep over it. I walk away and think about it. Now, there's a story, a very good story in the Bible. A long time ago, I shared this one before, but uh, let me, let's let go back to it. From Joshua chapter 22. I'll be jumping from uh, verses to verses, but I'll explain it. Okay, I'll explain it. So Joshua 22, and I'll read from verse 11. Or maybe you can, oh yes, we all read from here. Joshua 22, verse 11. So when I jump to another verse, then I'll tell you. Say, then the Israelites heard it and said, Look, the Reubenites, Gedites, and half tribe of Manasseh have built an altar on the frontier of the land of Canaan at the region of Jordan on the Israelite side. Go on, please. When the Israelites heard this, you see, they heard the story. So when they heard this, the entire Israel's community assembled at Sherah, ready to go to war against the half-brothers. Come, go 13, please. The Israelites sent Phinehas. Phinehas was the uh, son of Eleazar, was the uh, high priest in the, that line. The priest to the Reubenites. They sent them to uh, son of Eleazar, the priest to the Reubenites and half tribe of Manasseh in the land of Gilead. 
So go to, because of lack of time, so go to 16. 16. This is what the Lord's entire community says. What is this treachery? That's when they have got to their brothers at the, gate, uh, 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 the other side. So this is what the entire community says. What is this treachery that you have committed today against the God of Israel by turning away from the Lord? And 17. And building an altar for yourself so that you are in rebellion against the Lord today. Go to 30. Okay, okay. 17. Wasn't the sin of prayer which brought a plague on the lost community enough for us so that we have not cleansed ourselves from even it even to this day? Go to 30. When Pinehas, the priest, and the community... Okay, let me see. Where was it before? So, no, 17. Okay, so go to 21, sorry. 21, 21. Sorry, I, I've cost you this. <laughs> you have to. Okay. 21, please. Okay. The Rubenite, Gazite, and the half-tribe of Manasseh answered the leaders of the Israel. Those who have gone to inquire, they answered them and they said, go 22. The Lord is the God of gods. The Lord is the God of gods. He knows, and may, may Israel also know, do not spare us today if it was in rebellion or treachery against the Lord. 23. That we have built for ourselves an altar to turn away from him. May the Lord God himself hold us accountable if we intended to offer burnt offerings and grain offerings on it or to sacrifice fellowship offerings on it. Uh, 24. We actually did this for a specific concern, for a specific reason. That in the future, your descendants might say to our descendants, what relationship do you have with the Lord God of Israel? 25. For the Lord has made the Jordan a border between us, and you are descendants of Reuben and God. You have no share in the Lord, so your descendants may cause our descendants to stop fearing the God. Now go to 30, and then we'll, we'll finish that and I will explain. 30. When Phinehas, the priest, and then the community leaders, the heads of the Israel clan, who were with him, heard what the descendants of Reuben, Reuben, God, and Manasseh had to say, they were pleased. Hallelujah. And the war was averted. Now, what are we saying here? When they were going, you know, the, 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 the Israelites, they have conquered all what they have to conquer. And now they are sharing their lands. And then the half tribe, or half of the people were at the side of the Jordan, and then small people were on the other side of the Jordan. So the Jordan River was dividing them. But they were the same Israelites. So they have erected uh, uh, what they call uh, uh, altar to God on the other side where the majority were. And they, they do sacrifice and other things. So the, the small part of Israel said, let us also uh, erect altar, a, a replica, a symbol, so that our children in future may know that both Israel are the same. So that if we don't do that, in the future, maybe many years to go, 50 years, 100 years to come, your children will tell our children that we are not part of the Israel community. That's why they did this. So it was not intentionally that they were doing it to do sacrifice to other gods. What, that's what they, 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 the majority thought. 
when they heard it. That's why they assembled, they were going to war. They didn't inquire. They were ready to go to war. I don't know who told them that, hey, exercise control and let's find out why. I don't know who told them. But somebody must have told them that, let's find out why they have done this. So they exercise control and they send Pinehas, the priest, and then the 12 uh, what do you call it, leaders from the every crown to go there. So when they went there, then they explained to them, no, we haven't done that to uh, 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 serve other God. No. We have done that so that our children will know that you and uh, your children and our children are the same people. So that in future, <laughs> nobody can say that we are not part of the Israel community. That's all. And then they were pleased. You see how they were quickly to judge because they haven't heard the other side of the story. And that's why we have to exercise self-control and listen to every part of the story. In actual fact, I read somewhere, the, uh, you know, uh, uh, these English people, they brought a lot of laws, you know, in, in the world, uh, from Magna Carta and all those things like that. That's why that, that the, the, I heard that um, the, the rule of natural justice, to hear the other side come from the Bible. Yeah. Yeah. All the English. They, they base it on the Bible. You have to hear from the other side. You can't, they say, he's a thief, and they, they start stoning him. No. <laughs> hear them from the other side. So it is important that we do not judge wrongly or harshly at, at, at the first hearing of something. We need to find out the whole truth. Hallelujah. And the last one I've put here is to control your tongue or control your responses so that you do not vow unnecessary. You do not vow unnecessary. And I say this to the people who flock around uh, uh, following uh, uh, bishops to bishop. Uh, uh, what, what the other one? Uh, the people who prefer. Pro prophets to prophets. I, I think many people know my son with a prophet. I don't know. I don't, I, 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 I'm not against prophecy. No. I know prophecy is right. The Bible says it. And I know that the Holy Spirit will give it the utterance to prophesy. I know that. I know that very, very well. But I hate that these days there are more prophets than the old days where they didn't have the Bible. Can you, can you, can you believe that? <laughs> There are more prophets these days where we have the prophecy, all the prophecy here. There are more prophets, prophets uh, probably 100 is to 1. Where the olden days, there were no prophets because they didn't have the word of God. The word of God has to come through the prophet, the mouth of the prophet. They didn't have the word of God. Because these days, we have the whole. And no one can add one or take one from it. We have the co complete. And from time to time, the Holy Spirit gives utterances. In fact, the, fir the first prophecy that came in the book of Acts, Prophet Agabus and people, the Holy Spirit said, they said, they said thou said the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit gave them the utterance to speak. I know the Holy Spirit. God and uh, what they call Jesus, you cannot separate them. But they pray uh, function. 
a different role. Hallelujah. That's why we are on this earth. We don't see God. We don't see Jesus. But we know the Holy Spirit lives inside of us and works with us. Hallelujah. And that's who. He is the one we have to listen. Not how does God speak to only them? When, you know, these days, he said, he lives inside of us. Only them? Only them! Praise the living God. Vow unnecessary. Let's, I, think, I think most of us know th this one anyway. Ecclesiastes 5, 4 to 6. Don't, I mean, tame, tame your, your, your mouth. Control. And, it, and it's very important because when we go to all these um, functions, you may be led to come harshly and speak. Oh, who can donate 100 pounds? Because everybody is looking at you. And then you go and do it. What the Bible says, Ecclesiastes 5, verse 4 to 6. Yes, that's right. That's right. It says, God is not, does not, uh, okay. When you make a vow to God, don't delay fulfilling it because he does not delight in fools. If you go and make unnecessary, uh, what do you call, vow, and you do not fulfill it. You are a fool. He said, he does not delight in fools. Fulfill what you vow. Go, 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 go on to five and six. Better, than, better that you do not vow than that you vow and not fulfill it. Six. Do not let your mouth bring guilt on you. And do not say in the presence of the messenger that it was a mistake. Because the prophet was looking at you. A <laughs> pressure. So it was a mistake. Or you were doing that to dodge them. Do, don't do that. It's the house of God. Why should God be angry with your words and destroy the work of your hands? He's the living God. And all this can come when you exercise self-control. And it's a process that we need to learn. We need, we, we need, we need to practice. Because in every, uh, our work of God, in everything, we have to practice. Pastor, Pastor Deli keep on saying, practice is what is present. We need to practice in every aspect of our Christian work. That's why he said, uh, uh, the word that he said, uh, exercise your, uh, uh, this thing with fear and tremble. What does uh, he say? Uh, work out your salvation. Exercise your, exercise your salvation with fear and tremble. It doesn't mean that the salvation uh, you have to give yourself salvation or anything. I don't know. Salvation comes from. But you have to work it out. The, the, the practice of being in that state. You have to work it out. You have to work it out. You have to exercise it. And part of it is self-control. Self-discipline or temperance. A Christian who does not have self-control and have to pray more and, 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 and get self-control and, and exercise it to, to, to be in that state. Because if you don't have self-control, it will lead you to many, many, many sins. Anger, immorality, you know, unnecessary talk. So many things that can get, that uh, uh, you can get into and, and cause you sin. 
Hallelujah. And last week, uh, the, the two weeks ago, we said, how do we do it? I'll, use, uh, I'll go over it five minutes because we've done it before. So how can we exercise self-control? So we said, the first step is identify the area that you need to exercise self-control. The first step is to identify the area. If you have been dressing uh, 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 indiscreetly, now you've got to identify it. If you have been angry or necessary, uh, to, uh, after <laughs> even after the sun goes down, then you, you, need, you need to work it out. Uh, and we say that God will bring somebody to provoke you to bring that thing out. And, we <laughs> and, and then you come and say that he did it. He didn't do it. It is there. God wanted to come out so that you exercise self-control. Hallelujah. Identify it. Hallelujah. And the second step is accept it and be on your guard and then be willing to change. Hallelujah. You should be aware of it all the time. If there's something wrong with you and then you go out and then you don't want people to say, you are always aware of it and taking care of it, isn't it? So if something is wrong with you spiritually, you got to be aware of it. Be ready to accept it and change. So be on your guard all the time with prayers and things like that. Hallelujah. And then the third one we said, pray continuously. Oh, prayer is the key. Prayer is the key. It breaks bounds. Prayer all the Pray continuously. Hallelujah. And back it up with your, uh, 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 what you call, uh, commitment to do it. Call on the Spirit of God. Uh, 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 I think last uh, Wednesday we said there are some there are some difficulties that you, you may need one or two people to back you up. Yes, there are, there are some difficulties. He said, I have tried this. I can't. I, I, can. I am addicted to this. I'm trying to. I can't. Can you back me? There are one or two that you need somebody to back you up. Hallelujah. Look for somebody who is not, who, 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 <laughs> who self-control is not in, in his or her dictionary. Look for that person. And then, you know, let that person back you up. Hallelujah. And the last one we said, use the word of God. Hallelujah. And call on the Holy Spirit. The word of God. Hallelujah. The word of God. All that we have said here comes from the word of God. We have not said anything that is not in the word of God. It's the word of God that will tell us that what we are doing is right or not right. Hallelujah. May God bless you all. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.